0: Summer is the time for annual gatherings of family and friends, and every year, maybe this year, there might be some people you're missing. Happy memories of summer barbecues, trips to the beach, camping, or even drinking wine watching the sunset are part of the ways you hold on to everyone you love. And today we're going to talk to somebody who can bring those memories back.
1: I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Lovestruck Daily, where this week we are bringing you a sizzling summer spectacular Filled with all the best parts of summer. I'm in love with you. What are some of your favorite summer memories? Do you have a favorite summer memory?
0: As you know, my birthday's in the summer.
1: I am aware.
0: So I think those are my favorite memories. I mean, I think just being around family and being—I—I I, I love like some of my childhood summer memories because I would. My mom always worked. We never really took vacations or anything. We never took trips like that, but we always traveled a lot for her work. So part yeah. of my summer was just traveling around the country with her wherever she was working, and and I really appreciate like all the things that I got to see during those summers and all the places I got to see. So.
1: Yeah. What about you? I would always spend the summer when I was very little with my grandparents at the beach in South Jersey. And I have such clear memories of it was just me. So it was before my sister was born. My sister was born when I was six. So I was probably maybe four or five. I had a Wonder Woman bathing suit. And it was awesome. And I remember wearing my Wonder Woman bathing suit. We would go to the beach in the morning. We would come back home for lunch and I would shower and I would have to change out of the Wonder Woman bathing suit. And I never wanted to because, hello, Wonder Woman bathing suit. And I have such memories of, is my bathing suit clean? Can I wear the Wonder Woman bathing suit? That was the thing of that summer. I have such memories of my Uh, grandmother saying, yep, I washed it last night. It's been on the line. We'll put it on. You can go to the beach. Oh, it's
0: so cute. I love I it. Know.
1: Oh. I loved that bathing suit. I thought I was so cool. but I' have so many memories of summers with my grandparents who are both past now and mm. all of the time we spent just being around each other and not realizing, I mean, first of all, now I realize as a parent how much work it takes to make the logistics of days like that happen. But having them happen all day for the whole summer, day after day after day, was it was just wonderful and I love the memories that I have you know
0: yeah there's something really great about those memories and memories can kind of stay around forever yeah and today we're going to talk to a guest Carol Cottrell is an intuitive psychic medium and she's joining us today to talk about her experience communicating with spirits
1: and what that's taught her about love and memories Welcome to the show, Carol. It is such a pleasure to talk to you again. I know I had you on my podcast and I am so excited to talk to you again. How are you?
2: I'm great. And I was so excited when I got your email inviting me to do this because I remember our conversation. I know it was probably close to two years ago. So I was excited that you invited me.
1: Well, please tell us and the people who will be listening about your work. How did you get into being a intuitive medium?
2: Yeah. Well, I could make it a long story, so I'll try to keep it shorter. (laughs) But basically, I worked in the corporate world until I was 40 years old. I was in corporate marketing and I left because my daughter was having some issues with the fact that I worked all the time. And so I decided to leave and become a consultant. And I had been struggling with depression since I was in my teens. And it really came to a head in that year after I left. And I went and had a Reiki session. Now, I'll tell you, I didn't know what Reiki was. At the time, I went and had massage, and somebody said, why don't you go get Reiki? And I thought, I have no clue what this is, but I'll try it. I've tried everything else. I, you know, Nothing seems to help the depression. I'll try it. So I went, and it was a pretty profound session. And the Reiki master said at the end of the session, do you know you're a medium? And I said, well, I wouldn't really call it that. You know, I've had weird things happen. But she said, no, no, you're a medium.
1: Wow. Do you know how the Reiki practitioner figured out that you were a medium? Like, was like like was there a sign? Did a flag show up? Were some lights? Like, how do you know? That's
2: amazing. I know. I guess that's her own intuition knowing it. But, you know, I had some pretty vivid um, visions during the oh, session. Wow. And I asked her about those when I, you know, when we're finished. And she said, you know, that's when she said to me, you know, you're a medium. And I'm like, But, you know, so, and I, you know, looking back at my life now, I can definitely see the things that, you know, lined up. I mean, my dad taught me how to read the cards when I was 20 years old. Not tarot cards, just a regular deck of cards. But, you know, I just, I didn't ever really believe in it either. So I was kind of like, eh, it's just luck, you know, just coincidence that I'm getting everything right when I do this for other people. But yeah, I never really believed in it before. So
1: what exactly do you do when you sit down with someone who has hired you as a medium? What is it like to do what you do?
2: It's an overwhelming feeling of emotions that come, you know, whether it's from the person who's sitting with me, the client that's sitting with me, or the person in spirit. But I'm really tuned much more into the one who's in spirit. Um, So that feeling of love that comes is just, it, it can be really overwhelming, and it always makes me grateful that I get to do this work because I get to feel that unconditional love, you know? So, and the wisdom that they share is pretty amazing too. So I feel like I'm kind of like a third party listening in on the conversation and getting to gain the wisdom from them as well. So, yeah.
1: So you're sort of the um, the old switchboard operator between the person who's hired you and whoever is in spirit who wants to talk to them.
2: Yeah. No, I will say it's not like a switchboard operator in that there's no like 1-800-CALL-DAN, you know, like call the specific <laughs> person. You <know>? Dan
1: never <laughs> answers the phone anyway.
2: <laughs> He's not good about that. But <laughs> no. So we don't, as a medium, have control over who we're connecting yeah. to in the spirit world. But more often than not, it is the person that the client is wanting to hear from. Also, others might come along. You know, I have a friend that always says that people have their A list, their B list and their C list with the C list using being, usually being the ex-mother-in-law. But, you know, we can't control if ex-mother-in-law wants to come in and say something. She might have very important information to share. So we try not to get in the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So has there been a reading that really surprised you or do they all surprise you? they all surprised me. (laughs) I figured, yeah.
2: Things that they can share that I'm just like, oh my gosh, how did they get that across? You know, like it's, it's incredible. You know, there's some things that have really shocked me and some, you know, some things that are so detailed, um, like the flavor of ice cream or, you know, like little details that they might share that are just like, how did they give that to me? Like, you know, and, it's it's different ways that we receive it. Sometimes we might taste it in our mouth, or just like this knowing of yeah, it was uh, peppermint ice cream that we loved, or you know, mint chip. Right,
1: and love it. Love is in the specificity.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love is in the
0: details. Yeah, that was actually my question because, and I fully believe in you know all of this, but say the person didn't doesn't speak English. Like, how do you
2: like practically? How do you communicate? Is it like feelings? images yeah so it's all different ways so you know a lot of people say they want to be clairvoyant you know well that's Mm. only one of our clairs or senses that we use clairvoyance is clear seeing right so what a medium wants to do is develop all the senses that those in the spirit world could use so that's everything from seeing to feeling to smelling to tasting to just knowing or hearing, you know, we may hear them speak to us, or we just might share almost like a telepathic, like a thoughts going back and forth. And so if I have somebody that speaks a different language, or if I have an animal that I'm communicating with, it's more of a telepathic sharing the thoughts with each other, or I might feel something in my body, like I may know how they passed because I feel it in my body. Oh, Mm -hmm. And same with animals. I'll know if, you know, if a dog comes through and I feel something on my right leg, I'll know that their back right leg had some issue, you know, and the dog might telepathically share what that was or just might let me know, like, yeah, my back right leg was, I limped on it, you know, kind of thing. Does this
0: all have to be done in person or like, I mean, COVID's a thing. Like, can you do this? Can you do readings over Zoom or... Do you have to be like physically no, in, in the, the room? room? Oh, you could do you can do it over the computer.
2: Oh wow. During the time of COVID, I actually, you know, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. So most of my clientele mm. was in Charleston, South Carolina. But then when COVID happened, all of a sudden, you know, I started doing readings for people all over the world
0: mm. and
2: teaching classes and things like that. And so people were joining in from all over. So yeah, it's it's just as easy to do it on Zoom as it is in person. Works the same. Wow. I'm thinking
0: about my sister who's a dermatologist and she can't go anywhere and say that she's a dermatologist without someone being like, what do you think of this mole? Like, I imagine (laughs) that you're like, if we're talking, like, who do you hear for me? You know, like, do you get that a lot? Like, is that something you get?
2: I do get that. But I have – actually, it's – well, I should say I get people that ask me that. But I'll tell you – it's a very strong ethical thing for mediums that you do not mm. read people without their permission. So we uh. turn ourselves off. I don't walk around reading people. I don't walk around connecting to the spirit world. They're very, they respect the respectful of my boundaries. You know, I'm, I'm just like, if, if somebody in the spirit world <laughs> wants their loved one to get a reading, they will arrange it. So that loved one gets a session with a medium and has yeah. the reading.
0: I've never had a reading done, um, but very much I, – I very much believe in it, and I, I think it's real, but, you know – it's it's so fascinating to me, but
2: anyway, no, I appreciate that you say like you've never had it done, but you do but there are people I know there's lots of people that don't believe, and mm-hmm. I'm very much okay with that, like I said for the first forty years of my life, I didn't really believe that it was I was like, how could I know that information? There's no way, you know, kind of always trying to get yeah. a scientific explanation, yeah, absolutely um, when yeah. I didn't have one, I was really stuck because I I was like, how can I do this work if I don't know where the information is coming from? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So, but I was raised as a Catholic. And so I just, you know, said, I'm going to put my faith out there and be like, if this is what I'm supposed to do, lead the way. Now, I had to have many, many signs that I pushed away and said, no, no. you know, Until I finally said, okay, I'm in. Yeah, But yeah, and there's people that don't believe and that is okay. But one thing that I've learned is, It's not for me to prove to anybody.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: And I had somebody today who I don't think was a believer. They came on pretty like frost armed and like they didn't want to be there kind of thing. Yeah. And it was a short reading, a 30-minute reading. Within 10 minutes, this person's total demeanor changed and you could see the healing that happened in that time. And it was just amazing to get to be part of it, you know?
0: Okay, we're going to take a beat. Go have a sip of water, coffee, wine, or whatever you need, and we'll be right back.
1: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Tristan star of the mega
0: hit
2: sitcom friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's gonna catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian,
1: writer, and star of the series Catastrophe,
0: Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt
1: Rock icon, Liz Fair.
0: That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end.
1: And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
0: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia Media is your access company. Go to
1: iHeartResults.com for more. So how does that healing take place in this process? What are some of the things that are healing for people, especially if they come in, you know, crossed arms and very hesitant to engage? I
2: think that the thing is like when their loved one gives information that there's no way I could know about, it helps them drop the wall. Like, yeah. oh, there, there's got to be something to this. There's no way she could have known that, you know? Right. And then when their loved one is saying things to them that are such, a, that there's so much love in, in the conversation, in the messages. And, you know, talking about, so this person who came through in spirit today that I'm talking about the um, client, the person that came through talked about what he saw going on in the life of the person that's still here in the physical world. And and mm. talked about that and what he saw and how proud he was of the person and the things that they were doing. And it was just, I it's, you know, it's so healing for the person to be like, yeah, they really are here. Like they see mm. that happening in my life. And I haven't talked to anybody else about that. So yeah.
1: Wow. I remember uh, when we did our interview on my show two years ago, you said that. After death, everything is just love. It is just love that exists with people who are in spirit. Do you believe that love is infinite? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny that you bring that up because actually the person that I was just talking about that came through in spirit talked about they feel nothing but love. They're, They're not being judged. Um, they weren't told to go sit somewhere until enough people prayed for them. You know, it wasn't that it was the person said, I was accepted and loved immediately. Wow. That was a beautiful message to hear too. But, you know, I think we all come into this world as love. That's the source of what we are. And then all the things that we learn pretty much right from the get go are based in fear. So um, so that kind of takes over and we have to like, work really hard to make decisions out of love versus fear uh, because it's so ingrained in us. But when we pass, we go back to the source of what we are, which is love. And that's eternal. Do you have a love story to share? Well, it's funny that you asked me that <laughs> because I was listening to your, I think it was on Memorial Day, your Memorial Day podcast, and you were talking about the um, Navy SEALs. Yeah. So, I'm writing my memoir right now and I just finished my two chapters on my love story with a Navy SEAL. Oh, my goodness. It's a small part of my book. I mean, my my memoir is going to be more more about how I found my way into mediumship. But yeah, that was my love story. Will you,
1: will you give us a little, will give us a little sneak
2: peek of what's in the memoir about hot Navy SEALs? <laughs> um You know, when you're dating a Navy SEAL, you never know where they are or when you're going to hear from them again. Mm. And so I think there was so much of that, like just waiting to hear from him again. Like when is he going to pop back in, you know, and him not being able to share anything about where he's been or what he's done kind of thing. But mine goes way back. I'm going to date myself here because I was dating this guy when we invaded Panama. Oh, okay, Mm. Yeah. Little history. This is how my dad ended up teaching me to read the cards because they had on the news, all over the news, that we had invaded Panama, that Navy SEALs went in, and I didn't know what was going on, you know, with him and I was a wreck. And my dad said, I'm going to read the cards for you. And I said, what do you mean you're going to read the cards for me? And he had a deck of cards, and he said, come sit next to me. And he told me everything that was going to happen. And wow. I was just like, well, how do you know this? And he's like, it's all in the cards. So when this boyfriend came home from Panama... Of course, he couldn't give me a lot of details or anything, but he confirmed that everything my dad told me was accurate.
1: Wow. That's when
2: I went back to my dad and said, you need to show me how you did that. And that's when I first learned how to read the cards. Luckily, my dad was able to keep me from being overwhelmed with worry during that time. What a loving thing to do, too.
1: If people want to find you, where can they find you on the internet to find out more about what you do?
2: Okay, so I have a website, Um, And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Carol Cottrell Spiritual Medium. And you're still taking
1: clients virtually through Zoom?
2: I do. I see people in person. I've gone back to being in my studio. So I see people in person, but I also have clients from all over the world. So still doing wow. it via Zoom as well. Yep.
1: That is amazing. Thank you so very much for bringing this like beautiful message of love to us this week. It is such a pleasure to talk to you again.
2: Oh, so good to see you again. I really enjoyed it. And it was very nice to meet you, Alicia.
1: I love talking to Carol, and I will make sure that we have a link to my interview with her from two years ago. If you want to hear more from her, she's so fascinating and so kind. There's like
0: an air about her. As soon as she came out, I was like, oh, I'm like calm. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what it, I don't often feel that way. But I was like, I want you to do my reading right now. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I want to Time know. Up. I, I trust you. I believe in you. Yeah, she yeah, she's really cool.
1: So Alicia, what is our love to go for today?
0: I think it's exactly what she said. I, I too believe that love is infinite. Yeah. And I love that. I love when she said that we came. We come into the world in love
1: and it remains after we leave it. I think that's yeah. just beautiful. And that what remains of us is the, mo- the amount we love other people.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. a beautiful thought. I really love it. And we would really love to know who you love. So please send us an email at lovestruckdaily@frolic.media at with any of your thoughts or if you have a love story to share. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily for any extra content. We would love, love, love. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, please leave us a review. It is the easiest way to support our show and the best way to ensure that we can continue to make content like this for you going forward.
1: Yes. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: We wish you a very infinite happily ever after.
1: with you.